Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but you know I stay on uh, TikTok all day long, so I just want to introduce, I want her to introduce herself and let them know what you're doing and how we met and whatever you feel led to tell them. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Okay. Okay, so good morning, everyone. Um, My name is comedian Kiana Scott. Um, I am a stand-up comedian. I've been doing stand-up for eight years. Um, I am in the process of opening my, bringing out my own merch um, that you know, I'm very excited about. I even learned how to do and design my own shirts and stuff like that um, so that I won't be let down um, once again because um, we spoke on TikTok in regards to um, me having to depend on other people to do it, being let down, not satisfied with the product that they, you know, have issued out to me and things of that nature. Um, I also run two group homes here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, They are located in Buckhead. Um, And on top of that, I am co-owner of an agency where we hire caregivers, um, CNAs, LPNs, and registered nurses. And not to mention, I am also a registered nurse on top of that. 
So um, I do appreciate you guys for, um, you know, accepting me into the group. And thank you so much to Queen for being absolutely amazing. Um, we met on TikTok, like she said. Um, you honestly can meet a lot of amazing people on TikTok. Um, you got some bad ones, but this was a good one for me. I honestly appreciate it. Um, thank you also, Queen, once again, for introducing me to another woman who's also talented. And um, absolutely amazing. And now we're working together and we're both making money. So I do appreciate that. So once again, good morning to you guys. And my name is Kiana Scott. And all right. Y'all unmute your mics and clap for Kiana Scott, please. Yeah. What I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. We appreciate you. Well, you, you, you look amazing. You look like you took a bath this morning too. So good job. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, you know, good job, good job as well. The stand-up comedian, I, I, you know, I watch YouTube. My favorite comedians all day, from Fenarios to Big John, doesn't matter. I watch them all day. So I love what you do, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of your stuff. You understand? Yes, yes. and definitely. I, not the nursing stuff. I don't want to see a damn thing on that side. You understand? I will continue my doctor said being in my weights. You can keep your nursing stuff over there. You understand? <laughs> but the comedy stuff, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. No, congratulations on the registered nurse too. And it is such an, yeah, such an honor to meet you, Queen. We do appreciate you. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, Arshia. And Grace has told me that Tiffany, which I believe is Margie's guest, I believe, has has come on as well. So, Tiffany, if you want to speak, well, actually, or Margie, if you want to say a few words first, that would be up to you. Or you can say them afterwards. It's Tiffany, unmute the mic. Go ahead, Miss Tiffany, please. You got the floor. All right. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Um, my name is Good Tiffany Speaks. And um, yes, Miss Margie, she told me about ATS and uh, it sounded like something that I wanted to hear more about because of uh, my dealings with my community, with helping them with, uh, uh, I'm an independent filmmaker, so I help a lot of small nice. business with commercials. I help a lot of small business with sizzles for social medias. Um, me and Margie met through community uh, activities. Um, so as I continue to run across these people that are in need of content creations and uh, assistance with, with podcasts, I really can only do so much with them. And so when she talked about you guys, um, I have a podcast and she was telling me, hey, they have a, uh, a package that deals with pod podcasting. So I can help you get started with podcasting, but I cannot help you grow your audience. So um, that's where I was, uh, my interest was peaked when she was telling me that you guys had that package. And then I started talking to Miss Grace, um, and then she gave me more information about the organization. And then it sounded like something I wanted to be a part of and see if I can uh, definitely purchase a package and uh, tell other people about what's going on. No so that's doubt. why I'm here. No doubt, no, that's awesome. Come on, y'all unmute your mic and clap for that. We got plenty, plenty of things to say about that. <laughs> Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, yes absolutely. Welcome. Thank First you. off, yes, independent filmmaker is my favorite. That is, I have my own TV station or TV, a bunch of stuff. So there you go. So I, I like that. You, you, you tug that in my heartstrings for sure. So I, I like that for sure. And podcasting, 
But first off, let's start with your Margie. Can Margie is golden people around here. You hear me? She is. Come on, y'all. Come, y'all make some noise for Margie. Oh, oh yeah. Love you, Margie. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, Margie, Margie is, is amazing. Yeah, she is VIP people around here. So you might get some donuts and some steak later on the day because you done came <laughs> through for Margie. She's golden people. And our Shea is our queen to be. She done came through with a, like a record ball, just stumping up stuff and making stuff work. Now, we're, we're very grateful for you. As far as the podcast goes, it's, it's easy. It's, it's easy, able to get it done. And to be honest with you, I don't know if y'all know this, if you're talking about growing podcasts, we don't even charge you on the front end. We charge you on the back end. So you're going to make a, yeah, right? Jerome gets it. You're going to make a ton of money on the back end. So we'll just take 30% of our ad revenue, which is quite fair. The, the way you do it is you'll, let's say Kim says, I want to grow my podcast. I say, all right, Kim, well, you need at least $750 if you want us to do you a bang up job. Do you have $750 in your budget? And Kim says, boy, I got Playboy more than that. Don't play with me. You know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or Kim says, well, you know, money's a little funny. And well, not Kim. Kim won't say that. Kim's friend will say that. You know, Kim balling too much to say that. He says something like $350 or something like that. And all that money goes back to you putting ads for your podcast because uh, I don't trust you to advertise i trust me <laughs> just to keep it real with you <laughs> I, I trust me i don't trust you to advertise so I, we know we do that and all that money goes back to you and then what we attempt to do in the first 30 days is to get you what well, it just depends on the budget let's say so around here I, we can make me and diana can make a dollar work like 10 when it comes to advertising so $750 is actually $7,500 the way we advertise because, you know, keywords and just a bunch of stuff, a bunch of nerd stuff, et cetera. And then so you wind up getting something like 4,000 new active listeners, 50,000 downloads, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Stuff, stuff like that, which immediately puts you in the top, you know, top podcasting thing and then you start getting paid for your podcast Not, yeah i like that anybody like getting paid for the podcast so anyway, oh. this one, yes yes i just wanted to say that trust me podcast is my biggest platform reach about yeah god is good <laughs> god is good podcast is good you know I get, I get paid every day for podcast and and right now i have one of them i'll just i'll log in real quick and share it just, I just own, I want to show you all so you can change your belief system. I want to show you so you can change your belief system. There we go. Log in. So right now, in 19 days or whatever, so this one podcast at $56,000, at least on this one little platform here. And this is downloads. This has nothing to do with streaming. You know what I'm saying? This is downloads and streaming. But from all the data and what Apple tells me, it's already at 250,000 in 19 days. So it's just, you know, that's a lot of money. I don't, I don't know if y'all, but you, you get paid. If, let me show you one more thing. Let me show you one of those things. And then I'm real slick with it. Tiffany speaks. I'm real, I'm real slick with it. I have my, so the, my, my podcast size, I should be charging 
$19 a mid roll. Well, I got crack prices. I'm from the hood. I'm not. Let me let me let me help y'all out real quick. If you new here, my name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. Let me let me let me help you out. And this is our private meeting that we made open publicly during COVID because we realized that oh man, we're, COVID COVID was a blessing to to us, or at least to me. You know, say COVID was a blessing. Thank God for COVID. Terrible for the people, but money exchanges hands you understand what i'm saying and we was in position to do so so we opened it up maybe a month after covid hit america and we just been giving away all our secrets and for the rest of this year instead of giving away business secrets we're doing personal finances by the year means september 30th for me when we're fiscal year we're doing personal finances because we want you all to be the actual blessed and highly favored not the ceremonial blessed and highly favored but we want your money to be not funny and things like that. And you're going to hear me say some stuff that's kind of crazy because I'm crazy. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what to say. I ain't changed. I'm still the kid from the hood. Antonio, you understand? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, I, have to, I have to make a confession. Confess your sins, sir. And you know... And you know, this is hurting me, brother. I know. <laughs> Antonio, this is hurting me. I do not want to come to Cat and Nine Tail again. Oh, no. Cut his mic off. Cut his mic off. <laughs> Antonio, after yesterday's meeting. Come on. Talk to me, man. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Um, you talk about being blessed and highly favored. Come on. I came to the realization. This is what was such a blessing. I said, when you were talking about the turning back in the vehicle, dude, you had run me over with the truck, put it in reverse, ran me back over again, and then you ran over me again. I say, no, he didn't. But what I came to the realization was, and here's the blessing. I said, Jerome, three years ago, I bought a truck that I could not afford. I'm still driving that truck today. Come on now. Guess what, Antonio? I can't afford it. Come okay? on, man. Talk Listen to me. me. But what you did to me yesterday, I said, Jerome, you need to come to the realization that if you need to get rid of that truck, talk to me, sir. You need to get rid of that truck. I may, I may not have to get rid of it. What I realized yesterday was prior to yesterday, I wasn't willing to get rid of it. So I really, really want to thank you. You're welcome. Now, I got to do some research right now. Well, I, I, I understand. Know, no, I, I understand. How close it is to the end of the payment. Right. And there may be a couple of ways that I can get some revenue to cover that and have that revenue pay me back right. in, a, in, in an interest-bearing right. thing. So I said, let me look at all the options. Right. But the bottom line is I may have to go to the bank and say, uh, where you want me to park it? Right, right. So you, you can, so so you can breathe. Exactly. You understand? To, you on. pay this every Antonio. My car note is bigger than my house note, and my house note is more than six figures. Come on, y'all. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? Come on, y'all. Let me mute your mic and clap for Jerome. No, no, no. Come on. No, 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 no. Ooh, no, no. Major breakthrough. Yes. Major breakthrough. See, he only got to give it up. And I, I'll explain what I'll, I'll catch the rest of y'all in who wasn't here yesterday. But now he's got options. 
And at least he can get somebody to take over the card note. And then that'd be just fine. <laughs> You'd be, you know, you keep your credit good and they taking over the card, they need a card, et cetera. But let me, I'm going to jump right back to that. Tiffany, the uh, Queen Tiffany, I got, I'm supposed to be charging $19 for mid-rolls. I charge $13. You know what I'm saying? So I got this big, attractive podcast with crack prices. So Google, and they know I can. We got everybody, TikTok, everybody you can think of advertising. There's advertising, you know, through through our through our little sales. You know what I'm saying? So you, you know, you, you don't always have to charge for a price. And let me just say this before we get into the finances. The amateurs focus on money on the front end. The wealthy focus on money on the back end. You understand. Okay. Anyway, you gotta mute your mics and clap. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You gotta say that one more time. You just threw that out there like, like I, I, give me one more time. One more for the slow people like me. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Amateurs focus on money on the front end. The wealthy focus on money on the back end, and that's a fact. That's all right, fact. man. All right, yeah. Man. yeah you know, can, can I say this in this space? Can you know, I say you, got to, you know how it is around here? Okay. Okay, so it, it just hit me and I just wanted to say it. Here is where you come because Antonio T. Smith Jr. has opened up his business to the people that don't have no business in his business, but he made it available for people to know the business so that they could take care of their business. So that when they really realize what their business is, then they can tend to their business. So that their business will be a part of the business. Oh, I just wanted to say that. Well, I sure appreciate you. I thank you so much. You was like oh, young man. Jeezy. Come yeah, on. Like young Jeezy dropping that. You yeah. just dropped some bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, somebody just somebody just messaged me. You're the reason why me and the wife downsized our house somebody just messaged that we, we, we will come to it in a second but i want to finish we want to finish loving on our queen queen tiffany thank you so much she from what i understand margie she's one hell of a businesswoman and helping you and then she's got like 15 businesses just like kiana got 15 businesses they both they both run around here getting all that money so i'm very very happy to know both of them and etc can we unmute our mic please and, and clap for Queen Tiffany, please, if y'all don't mind. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yes. All right, Tiffany. Oh, Woo-hoo. to have you, Tiffany. Right. Welcome. Yes, welcome, baby. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of positive people around here, and they love clapping for other people, too, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. They, they, ain't nobody around here not blessed because they not celebrating others. Everybody around here got blessings they don't deserve because they keep cheering for other people. You hear me? Anyway, I don't, you know, my, all, all, well, in my, all in my 55 and up understand what I just said right there. The, That's right. We're doing personal finances. Now, this this is slated. So for those of you new here, we had this is for eight to nine, and then we have a class right after it from nine to eleven. But I'm just gonna combine them all. So we're gonna be here for three hours doing personal finances. I'm not telling you gotta stay the whole time, nor am I telling you that we running over time. It's two classes back to back, but instead of logging out and coming back in, we're gonna work on your personal finances for the next. two hours and 42 minutes it's up to you please check out at any time i can assure you that we're about to get your money right let me back up real quick well let me tell you what we talk about today we're talking about how money works and why you don't have any 
and it has nothing to do with a lot, a little bit, everything is your fault. But the system is set up for you to be an ordained loser. The system is set up that way. The system is set up that way. And we're not even talking about spending money, but we've been, you can go on my YouTube page and you see classes one through six or whatever. We're talking seven, how many works and how, why you don't have any. But let's go back to Jerome and the people who downsize and everything that we're talking about here. I showed yesterday how I was driving the 350Z. You understand, 2008, 350Z, conversation stopper. You understand, freedom. You know, and I, I don't know if y'all know, if y'all, if y'all, me, y'all may not know. You know, I'm, you know, I, I don't have no, no common sense margin. You understand what I'm saying? But since I grew up homeless five to 15, you know, I grew up too fast. So I spent my whole life just dating older women. You understand what I'm saying? You know, they mo. I'm 14, shooting my shot at somebody. You know, almost 30. Yes, I'm just, just telling you what it is. Just telling you what it is. So when my 350Z, I wouldn't pull it up. You know, on our shield. I mean, I was pulling up on Frida and them. You understand? Know I'm saying, girl, get in. You, you, <laughs> you know, get in. Let's talk about this social security. Well, now nah, I'm just joking. Well, I'll, I'll kind of. Google's joking. be like, what? <laughs> All right, honey. <laughs> but what I did. Kill is I, I show I explained yesterday you were here how I was paying five seventy six a month for this Nissan three fifty Z UT burnt orange plus insurance plus insurance look I ain't gonna let that go <laughs> plus you insurance it got to be eight something didn't it eight seventy six eight seventy six a month which wound up for, for three years during the first well. The recession that y'all understand, 2008, the Great Recession. And for that three years, I costed myself generational wealth. Had I paid to look good, you understand? To look good, had I paid that money into some sort of investment account, just a saving account, not even getting much money, I would have had $31,000 or $310,000 that I could have leveraged no, $31,000 I could have leveraged, whatever it was, we did the math yesterday, and I could have got easily a 20-unit apartment complex. But I chose to look good instead of actually being healthy. And I ain't the only one. I got my money straight now. You know, I'm on the... I'm, I'm on, you know, Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. You're awesome. <laughs> It wasn't a car, yes, but mine's were clothes. Cl oh, yeah. Oh, Stacey yeah. You Adams. come from the church line. Yeah, you come from the church line. You had to look good. The Stacey Adams suit. Everything had to be just right. You know what I'm saying? Going right. in. And then knowing that the girls were there, I got somebody to, you know, somebody's number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, you understand. No, you completely understand. So what I explained there for everybody was yesterday, I spent my whole 20s. I retired at 29. I haven't had a job since I was 29. I spent, my, I gave up my whole 20s to make $100,000 a year and drive that 350Z and blah, 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 blah. But since I made that three-year mistake margin, I had to give up my whole 30s too. See, that three years of monkey shining is what my, 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 my grandmother called it, you know what I'm saying? That three years of monkey shining cost me another decade and then i told everybody now i gave up my 20s 
and my 30s, and I'm living very well at 40. I'm 40 now. Very well. My kids are extremely blessed. I gave up one decade intentionally and ignorantly had to give up another decade. And then I told everybody over 50, you shouldn't have to give up your 60s and your 70s to finally live your life in your 80s. And Jerome clearly heard that and said, you know what, let me let me go ahead and <laughs> make some phone calls. The Didn't woman... I say I bought this car three years ago? Didn't I say that? <laughs> we had the same story. Three, three times years. 800. Come on, do the math. Y'all allowed and to make include, one mistake. And, and, and Anthony, we ain't included the insurance yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I drove. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do with you. <laughs> Y'all the same I'm going to have to sign a personal personal trainer to his bank account in. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, look, he don't mind. He don't mind. Look, Jerome, like me, forget pride. I'm trying to win. You understand? So what we're going to do is I'm going to play a little funny video. It's not funny, but it's a cartoon video. I do this for my kids. I do this for my kids. Let me tell you where I'm at for two minutes because I want to frame your thinking for the rest of this training. Right now, I have my... My my kids are set up. I have I have three beautiful kids. They um they 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 only do kid things. They're fantastic. Thirteen, ten, and four. They're, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. They do not act like I did at thirteen, ten, or four. And I'm grateful for it. Karma has not pursued me in that category. I'm grateful. <laughs> has not pursued me. And they are they they're all computer programmers and they all build video games. They've all already have built 2D video games on cell phones. You can look and just look Google my name on Apple, Google, search my name on Apple. You'll see some video games over there. And now they're building, they're doing virtual reality and gaming, um, video game developer. Both of these have medium salaries of $180,000 a year, should they ever want to go get a job. My goal now, since my oldest is 13, and they all act just like they daddy, just just different, especially the little girl. God bless me. God bless me. The four-year-old is the girl. She's the girl, Margie, and she she's she run the whole house. Anyway, she's a knucklehead. And they all act like me for sure. And my goal is, since my son is 13, I want him to have five years on-the-job training of developing artificial intelligence, engineering robotics, like the 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 androids, not not Android phone, the, you know, would you like me to throw your beer away, Android, you know, that one, the one that's going to ruin the world. And, you know, I robot, you know, that right there. And video gaming, because he, I got five years left to make sure when he's 18, he's got a five, well, he's got more than that. He's going to have a 10 year head start. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So when he's 18, he got 10 years on job training with apps and stuff out there, which gives me a strategic advantage because that makes the 10-year-old have 15 years and that makes the 40-year-old have almost 14 years. And my four-year-old can't read. In the same way I did with my 10-year-old, my 10-year-old learned how to read through programming and mathematics. It's, just, it's there. It ain't, no, ain't no sense to me. I could teach you reading or I could throw you in here. You've got to learn. Great philosopher Sean Carter says, put me anywhere on God's green earth. I'll trip up my worth. 
I ain't got the right crowd for that. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, just, just want you to know that how money works, I understand and I'm protecting my kids from it. That have these opportunities. And my kids are going to have the opportunity not to go to another man and beg for a job. They're in position right now to create unearned income instead of being someone else's unearned income. So to frame your thinking for the next two and a half hours, that's the thinking I want you to have. Whether you got kids or not, I want you to follow this energy right here. I will not be someone else's unearned income unintentionally. That's it. In fact, write both of these down for me because Grace not here to take note. Y'all write both of these down word for word. I will not be someone else's unearned income unintentionally. That's number one. And then I want you, well, I'm going to give you time. I will not be someone else's unearned income unintentionally. And then I want you to say, secondly, I will have no debt that other people are not paying. See, debt is good. And I know y'all been taught debt is bad. That's why you're in the middle class. Donald Trump, oh, a billion dollars and still has access to multiple billion dollars. Let's push that further. Netflix has never recorded a profit in its existence. Netflix uses tax laws and et cetera. They are, they're not gonna believe me. They're not gonna believe me. Netflix owes 25 billion in debt. <clears throat> what you got, see sometimes what you, what, you, what you gotta do y'all is sometimes you gotta use Somebody said, can you say it again? Yeah, I sure can. I sure can. I will have no debt that other people are not paying. Debt is good. Debt is God. And if you don't believe it, if you're in debt, you spend more time worshiping your employer to pay your bills than you do your God on Sunday morning. I'm just telling you what it is. You spend three hours a week giving worship, but you spend 43 hours a week making money. Now, come on, I know I'm young, but I am well off. You understand what I'm saying? And I need you to catch that. And I need you to catch that. And then all this, all, all this seriousness, right? You catch that. That's something serious. That's, that's, that's something very serious. Now, the, I'm going to say something else. Oh, okay, got it, got it. I want you to frame your thinking. But I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not be unearned income. And let me tell you why. Because what you got to do sometimes, Frida, is you got to just Google to let other people show stuff. So here's an article from 2021. Netflix would no longer borrow in this run of debt. All right, then. Good, Netflix. Good job. The company will still have $10 billion to $15 billion in debt. Netflix is $20 billion in debt with no plans to slow down. That was 2017. It, it processes information. 
2017, Netflix was 20 billion in debt. As of last year, they are 15 to 20 billion in debt. And they're gonna cut you off for $13.99. How, Sway? Did y'all hear me? But the system is set up not to not have debt, to have good debt so you can borrow and get more debt. The trick is don't borrow out your pocket, Stradivari, and never spend what you make. I'm going to teach you that today. Damn, I feel like that was a good start. Anthony, was that a good start? I feel like that was a good start. I feel like we went. That was an excellent start. <laughs> I had a rare back in my chair. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Anthony is has access to millions of dollars, so he knows what we're talking about. Let's roll. Pay attention to this. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but just, you got it. Look, I mean, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. What now? Now? With pie with all this money, we might as well party. Oh, this is awesome. I needed to get my head clear. When I get back, I'm going to straighten all this out. I just hope Dream is doing okay. <laughs> I'm going to get you, my pretty. I'm sure he is. You put it on his damn little something for yourself. Wait. You know, wait a second, Harmon. I I just thought of something. If I got this money from the bank, and the bank got it from the Federal Reserve dump trucks, go on. Then where does the Federal Reserve get their money? Real nice time, ladies. Real nice. Excuse me while I borrow from you. Say, Hartman, why am I wearing a burglar bikini top? Because no one is allowed inside the Fed. Not you, not me, no American citizen, no duly elected member of our Congress, not the Supreme Court. Not the Supreme Court? Not the Supreme Court, not the Justice Department, not the CIA, DIA, FBI, ATF, ATE, NBC, not even G-O-D. How come the government isn't allowed inside its own building? Government? Pile, the Fed is a private bank owned by private stockholders. Do not let the name Federal fool you. This place is about as Federal as Federal Express. A, a, a private bank? But private? Shh. Best to keep your voice down, Pile. This is Ethan, Federal Reserve. Hey, Ethan, Bill here, First National. Hi there, Bill. How are you? Good, good. We're running a little low on money. No problem. How much you need? Oh, how does 20 million sound? What? Excellent. We'll ship it over first thing tomorrow. Wait, he can just call up the Fed and ask for more money and they give him whatever they want? No, pal. The Fed don't give the banks money. The Fed loans the banks money. The banks have to pay it back with interest. Now, come on. Time to go. Wait, 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 wait. I, I still don't understand. Where does the Fed get their money? I mean, if they're a private bank. You said they're a private bank, right? Okay, so who puts money into the Fed bank? This is Mel, United States Mint. 
IML. First National needs another 20 millis. We're already running the presses full steam here, Ethan. Gotta keep making loans. Gotta keep the money flowing. All right, you're the Fed. Whatever you guys say, 20 million more by morning. But I don't get it. What's so wrong about the Fed printing money? Because it's unconstitutional, pie. Our treasury is supposed to create our money, but now the Fed controls the printing of America's money. Nobody gets a friggin' dollar that the Fed didn't print. So, they print the money, then they loan it to the government, then they charge the government interest, and then the government taxes you to pay for it. Wake up, pal! God, I, I don't see what the big deal is. Mm. You know you're right, pal. Wait a minute. Wait, I am? Yeah. I forget how effective they are at keeping you ignorant. Oh, well, it's okay. Hey, I'm not ignorant. Do you even know what money is, Pa? In the long, long ago, people bought it. They traded things they had for things they wanted. I'll trade you my raspberries for that there pot pie. Uh, I don't want your berries. Come on. Wow, those sweet berries. They're not sweet. They're old, and I don't like berries. Give me that pot pie! No! As you can see, this modern situation created some problems. Then one day, a goldsmith walked up and said... Now, everybody thinks gold is valuable, so why doesn't everybody trade gold for things they need? The price was set for gold, and now it was very easy to conduct commerce because people could trade gold for all the things they needed. <laughs> Hartman! Wow, look at all my gold! Hey! Hey, stop them! That's my gold! Damn, thieves! Say there, pile. I've got a vault and some guards. I can keep your gold safe for you. For a small fee. Yeah, sure, that'd be awesome. You see, pile, this is how the first bank made money. There you go, pile. I owe you 100 gold coins. Okay, great! Come back any time and redeem your gold when you want it. It'll be right here. In my vault. Now you're holding the very first paper money pile. Wow, this is great. It all makes sense. Oh, that's right. It was good. And everybody started using IOUs because everybody knew the IOU was as good as gold. Wow, this candy is really a good price. One IOU. <laughs> I'm getting some more for later. Hey! Wait a minute, it was just one IOU. Ten IOUs for chocolate? You can't just raise prices like that. Oh, the Candyman can. Oh, the Candyman can. Wait, that is just freaking wrong. It's called inflation, pile. It makes your IOUs worth less and less until they are worth nothing. Less bang for the buck. Dollar ain't what it used to be. But I worked hard and I baked all those pot pies. Now I have to work harder to make less? That's not fair. Oh, if you think that's not fair, you're gonna love the next pot. What's he doing? How do banks make money, pile? Uh, by making more loans? Oh, that's right. He's good. See, he prints more IOUs without any more gold, loans them out for interest, makes a pretty penny, and nobody is the wiser. Unless... Everybody wanted their gold back at the same time. No, 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 no. Th that's my gold. Not anymore. What are you talking about? I'd like to redeem my IOUs, please. Thank you very much. Hey! I want my gold back now! Thief! Thief! Gotta love the bank run. Bringing people together. See, they all found out he was stealing. 
made a run in the bank and demanded their gold, but as you can see, they ain't no gold to get. Hard man! Don't worry, pal. Back in these days. I want to stop it right here real quick. We're going to pick back up in a second. It's like 50 things I want to talk about <laughs> that fast. Before you think that was comedy for kids. See, this is why I like Phil here. Something very similar to that gold rush. I want all my gold at the same time happened in 1929. Phil, would you tell us what it is, please? He always knows. <laughs> The Great Depression. The Great Depression. <laughs> All right. I need y'all to check this out. This Here's the stage of the Great Depression. Banks were really not what you think they were back then. They weren't. But Antonio. Yes, sir. The one thing we forget is what was right before the Great Depression. The Roaring Twenties. <laughs> that's right everybody had plenty <laughs> the roaring 20s i think grace grandmother was born in the roaring 20s he phil brings up a very good point many years of plenty actually the best years of plenty of all time and of course brought in the worst years of not plenty of all time let's process this information let's set this stage here you have the banks now, we do not, oh, someone wants to link us. Yes, sure, I will give you all this link. I do apologize for that. We do not have a Federal Reserve until 1913. Therefore, a bank doesn't really have the role it has into society today back then. When the Federal Reserve came, that kind of helped usher you know, money drop, but it, it helped. It helped usher in the roaring 20s and a lot of other circumstances. There's, there's plenty other circumstances that help that. And here's what happened. More loans were loaned out, Jerome. And you've got a, you got, it's so many historic, somebody was writing a movie set of incidents that happened. You got the dust bowls, the, the whole dust hurricanes that swept through the Midwest, that, that has a major part of it, a major part, but the biggest part possible, and it happened again in 2008, but the biggest part possible that happened, the banks owned way too many houses, way too many businesses, way too many companies. And while that doesn't sound like it makes sense, the bank is not in real estate. For them, to have houses and to pay taxes is antithetical of their business model. For the bank to have your company and not make money off it is antithetical. The way the banks make money is to give out money. Interest is the name of the game. Or, as the theme of today's call, Margie, unearned income is the name of the game. Does the bank earn money when you pay back interest? No. No. And now after we have a Federal Reserve, does the bank earn, does the bank even earn the money they get? No. No. It is leveraged. Their debt is leveraged to you. You become the leverage that then has to come back to the bank. 
Let me say it. I, I had y'all write down some sentences. Here we go, Kim. We're just straight strategic. Here we go. I will have no debt that other people will not pay, says the bank. Ah, there you go. Like a kick in the chest, ain't it? And they sit there, they smile as if they're helping you. And you even want that job. A bank teller, it's a good job. But the truth is, one of the biggest factors of the Great Depression is the banks held so much property. And people got really scared. <clears throat> and they had their money in the stock, stock market. And everybody on Black Tuesdays, really, this really happened. This really happened. Wanted their money at the same time. Sale. Give me my money back. And just like that illustration you just saw, there were more IOUs than gold. So how do we respond to the Great Depression? Two a lot of things happen. But for this conversation, three major things happen since the Great Depression that we continue to do to this day. In order of occurrence, not precedence. In order of occurrence, uh-oh, we need to put people to work. Hmm. War. What happens? <laughs> this, this, uh, this is true. What happens is the country got... is predicated on war, Antonio. <laughs> you know that. War is big business for big this country. Business. Big business. Go ahead, Phil. What what is it good for? The industrial <laughs> military complex. There it is. <laughs> there it is. We need to change the lyrics to that song <laughs> and put those right there. Everybody, you got you got old ladies making bullets and tank rounds and, and, and leather for Humvee seats and all sorts of stuff. Everybody had a job. Everybody had a job. And listen, don't do not hear me well. If we wanted to fix poverty today, we could. We can give everybody a job right now. Right now, we could. But every economist would tell you 100% employment is a bad thing. Because you can't have competition. You can't fire anybody. And there's no incentive to work if 100% of people were employed. I ain't got to do nothing. You can't do nothing to me. You got to keep, you got to give me a job. One. Two, and probably most hazard, hazardous, is the idea here that if we fix the problem, we lose money. This is what we say. Just, I'm going to use, a, do you mind if I use a current situation? Is that okay? All right. This is a, I'm going to use a current situation. You're not going to like it, but it's a current situation. Only reason you're not going to like it because you're programmed not to like it. Because the moment someone brings up race, you get uncomfortable. But Black folk since 1937 have said, help us. Your Esther's out, help us. And I can assure you, the government has said it don't work like that. However, I said 1937, meant 63. The government said that. However, we stopped everything and gave everybody reparations and gave everybody jobs and gave everybody everything. So the government can fix homelessness right now. 
The government can, whatever you think we can fix, we, we can fix it right now. We won't, because to cure cancer is to lose a trillion dollar industry. I'm just talking about how money works and why you don't have any. When they went out and rushed to get all the money, if every last one of y'all right now withdraw all your money from the bank at the same time, you'd cripple the banks. You'd cripple it. If every single person in a capitalist society decided we won't pay anything anymore, would never pay taxes or whatever, it doesn't matter. You cripple the whole system and the system will cease to exist and you win. But we won't because the idea of getting two or three people to walk together when Jesus tried that didn't work out too well. <laughs> you just had a whole Easter because it didn't work out too well. Do you understand? All right, so just, just, just so you know, just so you know, you had a whole Easter because it didn't work out too well. The other thing I want to point out in this video, which we're about to push playback on, is we're in a currently unconstitutional money system. And here's what's crazy. We tried, to, we have stopped the central bank twice. Oh, no, 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 no. America is founded on get your central bank out of our business. We had a whole propaganda phrase for it. No taxation without representation. Yes, Antonio. In the beginning, all the money the government used to get was from tariffs. Then in yep. 1837, the uh, government changed the change up and, and, and uh, Lincoln made a, bar, a barter with the people to like start a 3% tax on your income and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and then that turned and that turned into the irs and it's been going along ever since ever since ever since and here's what's crazy well what's crazy is the central bank came back and there was a president that got rid of it but don't take my word let's continue to go through the facts Guns, three things in this world you don't do Never mess with another man's woman. Never mess with another man's ego. And most importantly, you never mess with another man's money. Else, a man will mess with you. My God, you hung him? Yes, Pi. Oh, we hung him. We hung him high. And do you know why? Well, because he was a thief? Because, Pi. An evil invention was born. Man discovered how to turn worthless paper into gold. Thus was invented the ultimate machine to steal real money and enslave all the nations on Earth. It's alive! Oh, now come on. You're just being dramatic. I, I, I mean, I lost my house, but... What is that? Explain. A nuclear power plant? Mm-hmm. Produces lots of electricity and little pollution. An invention for the good of humanity. Okay, but what's this have to do with... Three, two... Holy atomic energy! A discovery more powerful than anything man had yet conceived. It can be used for good or evil. Now, 
Unlike Einstein, the goldsmith's discovery has been kept a closely guarded secret. It was never intended for you to see. This discovery is called... All right, this, this is fractional reserve banking, which I was talking about yesterday. And I introduced yesterday. Do not, not pay attention to this. This is exactly what's happening now under this fiat system and why. So the name of this, what we're talking about is how money works. But that second part is why you don't have any is explained right here. Fractional reserve banking. In the wrong hands, it's more powerful than the nuclear bomb and its ability to completely and utterly destroy a nation who is subjected to its perversion. No, 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 no. It is time we stop this evil secret and the men behind it. You're being ridiculous. Before America is destroyed forever. Believe it, Pat. No, 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 no. I just want my dog back. Damn it. That's it. I give up. Let them live in chains. No, Hardman. But... All right. I want you to pay attention to this part. And that's probably where I stopped the video at. Let's... Hold on, everybody listen to it real quick. Let me stop this real quick. Lean in real quick. Man, you ever heard of The Alchemist? It's a great book by Paul, Paul, Paolo Quayle. My words are messing up on me right now. But anyway, great book. But have you ever heard of alchemy to turn some and adamant rock into gold. Well, they figured out alchemy. We turned this napkin into gold. Instead of trading gold, we turned paper into gold and have not stopped it since. Except for once we pull gold from it, we turn paper into gold and just keep lying and keep telling y'all it's gold. <laughs> it's not gold. It's not gold at all. Not anymore. Pay attention to this. This uh, It's going to piss Anthony off for sure. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time. Hold on. Let me, let me take it back just a little bit. No, 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 I just want my dog back. Damn it. That's it. I give up. Let them live in chains. No, Hardman. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> Mr. President, how do I get him to understand? As we did, son, remain vigilant. Too many have hidden the truth and the light of our liberty dims with every passing day. Quickly, take my horse. Show him. Wait, show me what? Where are we going? <laughs> Pay very close attention. Oh, where are we? Battle of Waterloo. Hold on, we gotta get through. A money machine. There it is. Hey, is that the same people? Rich banker men from Germany flying under the banner of the Red Sheep. They finance both sides of the war. We must hurry. That's him. The All right, let me. I'm gonna stop right quick because because I'm gonna stop the video right after this. Anthony just brought this up. This happened. 
Shoot Coria! Shoot him! No! I'm not shooting anyone. Damn it, Hot! What? He beat everyone back with the news of the war and told England that Napoleon won. The Red Shield backers of London pretended that England was doomed and started selling their English stocks. The English went into a selling frenzy to get rid of worthless English money. But the English won, right? Of course they won. But it was a trick by Red Shield. They waited until the stocks plummeted to pennies and then bought England back for nearly nothing. What? Did it, Dad? How? When the English leaders found out, they had no choice but to give themselves over to the Red Shield. Their money was gone, and they were slaves to the Red Shield war debt. Since that time, the English have been paying their national taxes directly to the Red Shield private bankers. The people have no idea. But the bankers bragged about what they did to us, laughing at us all the way to the bank. Why, it's the best business I've ever done. If I can control a nation's wealth, I care not who makes its laws. Oh, is this what Jefferson wanted to show you? No, Look. They're in America, too? The Red Shield Banks are here, Pie. Seeking a way to conquer our American dream. The dream you have, Pie. The dream of free men. They tried to take over our country many times and failed because Jefferson and the Patriots vowed to stop the evil tyrants at all costs. By authority of eternal God, he would not let the bankers win again. To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers load us with perpetual debt. We must make our choice between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. Wow. I place economy among the first and most important of Republican virtues, and public debt is the greatest of the dangers to be feared. It is incumbent on every generation to pay its own debts as it goes. We must have a central bank to secure this country's finances. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their money, first by inflation and then by deflation, the banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of their property until their children will wake up homeless on the very continent their fathers conquered. Jefferson, you're mad. This country will have a central bank. Who's that? America's first secretary of treasury. Alexander Hamilton? Not for long. Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson's vice president. They didn't take too kindly to our first sec treasury. All right, I'm gonna stop right there. There's more. I'll repost this link out real quick so y'all can enjoy it. Now I want to shift and help you. But I need to bring up Andrew Jackson, 1833. The in 18. <sighs> Hold on. Let's go to history.com or something so you don't get mad at me. I'm going to say history.com is a reputable site. Hopefully, you believe in history. Andrew Jackson shuts down the second bank of the U.S., the Central Bank. I'll sum all this up to you entertainingly. Jackson, they tried to institute the Central Bank again. 1833 and lost because Andrew Jackson, President Andrew Jackson, did an executive order shutting it down. He didn't come out unscathed, there's no doubt about it. And finally, in 1836, it's called the Bank War. 
Look it up. The Bank War. It has a whole thing. It's called No Central Bank. Twice or three times, if you include Jefferson. We have said no central bank, no central bank, no central bank, no central bank, no central bank. Yet today we have central bank, central bank, central bank, central bank. And it's amazing. It's amazing to understand a few things. So how do we get to, what do we do when we've installed the central bank? Who's familiar with World War I? It was called at first the Great War. And the reason why many of you don't know about it has nothing to do with the fact that it was a long time ago. There's no enemies in World War I. World War I has no enemies. There's no good guys or bad guys. It was two things that, well, three things that happened. Two, you know, the third one, I'm going to sneak in on you like a Trojan horse. We had grown so scientifically capable, we just kept building things to kill people, and we wanted to test it. Every country or world power at the time had a treaty with somebody. So when this country went in, they had a treaty with this country. When this country that came in, they had a treaty with that country. And treaties started from one assassination, World War I, and it lasted. That's congratulations. There's your history of World War I. But I find it no coincidence, Phil, that World War I strategically happens in 1914. Interesting. Very interesting that months after the institution of the Federal Reserve, here's this war culture we have not stopped yet. So why don't you have money? It's actually the section, here's how you fix this problem. I want everybody to write down, you've wrote it down already, but I need you to write it down now, unearned income. And for the rest of this, I am teaching you how to get unearned income. Yes, that's your job. Your job is to get unearned income. And let me dispel something for you real quick. The way you get unearned income can be as novel and Christ-like, Buddha-like, shaman-like, Sikh-like, anything you love. It can be perfect with good harmony and no problems. Unearned income is not a bad thing and it doesn't mean you have to be bad to get it. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Unfortunately, what's up, little man? Unfortunately, there you go, all right, there you saw us. <laughs> Unfortunately, you all have not been taught unearned income. The public school system and any school system is here to teach you how to be an employee. And inside of that employee, you start a business as an employee and your whole business has an employee business model. And so I'm about to help you change all of that right now so we can finally get the law number two of gold, but it won't happen today. Before I start with solutions, Frida, I'm gonna start with you. We open it up for Q and A. Y'all need to ask me every single question you got. 
and I will weave in all the solutions and the little script I got in my head. Come on, Frida, let's go. Okay, um, you're gonna tell us some ways to um, create unearned income? Absolutely. How about I do it since you are 57 now? 58? 57? 58 now. 58. Yes. That's right. That's right. How, so, how about I, I do it for 58 and up? How about that? Thank you. Thank you, All sir. Right, All right, then. If you are 58 and up, that I, I like that. I like that. I like that. If you are 58 and up, let's give you a good insight for your own insightness or whatever right the first thing i want all of you to do if you're 58 and up is i want you to poll your audience basic step but it's the most important it, it is the most important poll your audience because we're about to talk a whole lot about 58 and up we're about to talk a whole lot so what I want you to do is poll your audience. Let me tell you why. At 58 and up, you know a lot. You're struggling more than likely with how to apply that lotness in this internet world. But you have an advantage. Of course, the media can't wait to tell you you have a disadvantage you know, because you don't understand the computer and stuff, but you don't need to understand the computer. You don't even need, you can, yep, you can, Frida, you can start a whole tech company and not even know a code. All you need is a code-er. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You can start a whole tech company and not even know code. At 58 years, I want you to poll your audience. Whatever you're passionate about, Jerome, I have no idea what it is, but I guarantee you, watch this, fixing your finances after 60. If any of y'all would start that right now, you would fast track yourself to millionaire. Let me push it further. Frida, you are, what city are you in? Is it Greensboro? Is that where you Yes, sir. Greensboro, oh. North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Okay. The retirement age financial podcast for Greensboro, North Carolina. Watch this here. Retirement age financial podcast. You can wordsmith it later. You know what I'm saying? This is mm -hmm. finances for people in retirement age in Greensboro, North Carolina, and surrounding areas. And the only people who can get on here are people who are older, who have their finances together, and successful people. And Frida now becomes the conduit, the agent, the middleman, the go-between, the liaison for the successful seniors in Greensboro and county areas, surrounding areas. She controls that podcast, which is now the vehicle. And like Queen Tiffany speaks, she monetizes that off the success of other successful people. And her main audience is 60 and up or people who take care of a 60 and up mother or father. And in two weeks, you can monetize that podcast. Do you hear me? 
That's awesome. That, that not only is that awesome, that's, that's awesome. yours. What I just did for freedom, I got a question on yes. YouTube. All right, Frida. <laughs> That's it. All right now. All right. You, you see it? Thank Listen, you. What I just did for Frida was I created a vehicle for her, Kim, for unearned income. Did she earn the income? Is she the practitioner of having her finances together? No, you don't need it. You just need to be the resource. Who was popular in high school? The kid who parents were a bit lenient and went out of town and had the parties at the house or the kid who studied books all day. Think about this. One of those controlled assets. Doesn't matter. It's just the assets that are appealing to kids. Freedom. You don't need to control the money. You need to control the asset, the podcast. The high school was the party kid. The high school was the party kid. Yeah. Yep. And more than likely today, that person is still successful. It has, it takes a lot of moxie to master people instead of books. It is one thing to learn skills. There's another thing to apply and acquire those things. Learning and skill acquisition are not the same thing. Frida, if you start that podcast, since you can't afford to get into real estate, that podcast is a hard asset, isn't it? Okay, Jerome gets it. That podcast becomes a hard asset. That podcast uses other people's money as interviews and that you get paid from traffic from other people's money, billion-dollar corporations. Tell me how that's not real estate. I'll wait. Did y'all see what I just did? And all she would have to do is poll her audience to see kind of finances they want to talk about, if that. Sugar, well, we got the kids in front of us, and never mind. She brought up a good episode about relations after 60. An important topic. An important topic. You understand? Did you see how I did that? Prophet Jerry said relations. They don't know what that means just yet. You understand? They They don't remember Bill Clinton. You understand what I'm saying? They don't remember Bill Clinton. But think about this for a moment. Poll your audience. The second thing you need to do if you're over 50 is you need to create a monthly program and drive traffic to that monthly program from the vehicle I just created for you or you just created. See, the vehicle has traffic, huh? From that traffic, you create a monthly program. Boy, Jerome, I am killing it. Uh, uh, this, is, this, this costs you no effort. Antonio, how much how much does it cost me to start a podcast? Zero dollars. Pick up your cell phone, put on your noise cancellation headphones, and start talking. But but you know, I don't want to. I, I, I want to look good as I interview people. Next time you watch an NBA conference or a sports thing, watch how many CNN, Fox News reporters 
are doing this with their cell phones in front of someone's mouth as they talk. Take your cell phone, flip it upside down and start recording. Y'all, y'all don't want to hear me, man. That, that's gold. That's gold. And then the third thing I want you to do, if you are 58 and up, is become a personal brand fast. I said three things so far, Papa Jerry. I said, poll your audience. Why am I polling my audience? Because I'm attempting to create a vehicle that I can make money off of. What kind of money? Unearned income. See, Sister Booker appreciates this. If you're creating a vehicle, you got to earn. You need to put that down. You're too old for that at this point. (laughs) You're too old for that. You're too old to be playing this young folk game. You paid your dues already. You understand what I'm saying? You're 60 now. You let them young folk get out there and earn that stuff. You just control the asset from now on. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're going to control the asset. There's the vehicle. In this case, it's free this podcast. Then what you're going to do is you're going to create a bunch of traffic from that podcast. And what you do after that, you're going to then create a monthly monthly program in that podcast. What are you doing? You're getting paid from traffic. And then pay from traffic becomes a form of predictable revenue. But then you're going to create monthly products, a monthly program to create real predictable revenue. Just so you know, off the fly, Kim, am I doing this right now? She asked the question. I'm I'm giving it to you right now. Because money, money, money follows rules. Money follows rules, money follows laws. This is, this is pretty simple. Now, I'm not saying it's simple as in you don't get it. I'm just saying laws are simple. And once you understand them, they are obedient. They are very obedient. Okay, all right, we're gonna, we need to pray for Sugar's niece. She just put out there that she's 20 weeks. I'm assuming that's pregnancy and bleeding so we want to make sure that her niece is as well in fact let me do that right now real talk god we come to you right now in the health of the niece and the baby and the family may traffic be well i am determined to be rich the middle class is not for me i need news that cares about me and not news that's gonna scare me or make me mad at another people i need news without politics and i want news that will point me to the money this is the news where it happens the moments that change the world these are the stories we need the info that we care about We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow this is journalism that helps the world we live in this 
is Mexit News. May it be something minor. We keep keep our blood pressure as low as possible. And we know that every situation is your situation. Be it well, do it well. And make sure there's a praise report after this. Amen. All right, there you go. We really pray for you now. I don't want to just be ceremony. You understand? There you go. We'll be ceremony. The fourth thing I want you to do is I want you to develop five products outside that monthly product. Those products need to stair step into more expensive things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Somebody look, Tiffany just, actually, Tiffany, you're gonna mute your mic and say that if you don't mind, if, if, if you can. I'm not sure if you, you might be saving lives or something, but you can go ahead. <laughs> yes, if you um, would like to stream your podcast on YouTube, I do have connections in the Greensboro area of um, a studio and it comes along with the engineer, the lights and the record for you. And it's a um, really good price because he, he's really into helping the community with podcasting and streaming on YouTube. So just uh, let me know. I put my money, uh, my number, my money. I'm getting money. <laughs> money is on my mind. Okay, but um, I put my number in the chat and you could just uh, call me or text me. Cool. And I'll say that number out loud for the people who will be listening to audio a little bit. It is area code, well, country code plus one because I forgot we were a while. Area code 336-483-5900. That is 336-483-5932. And may anybody vibrating at that frequency go and give her a call. Even if you're not in Greensboro, give her a call anyway. I'm sure y'all can find some synergies to connect on something. How about that? I couldn't help myself, Tiffany. I'm a salesperson. I couldn't help myself. I just, I wanted to sell you in a good Thank way. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good stuff. You're going to create multiple, five products, five products. I'm not telling you to work for these products. You're going to have to find these products that create you some unearned income. Maybe it's teaching folk about stock. Anthony, right? You know what I'm saying? Something, you know, I don't know what it is. So whatever it may be, you find it yourself. You're going to stair-step all of that. So by stair-step, I mean a value ladder. I mean, one product is 500. The other one is 1,000. The other one is 3,000. The other one is 5,000. The other one is 10,000. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you get it? Something like that. Can we do that together here and here somewhere? Yeah, we can do that together to make money if we have a place. Yes, 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 yep, yep. You sure can, Tyrell. You sure can. Uh, send that message to Deanna. We'll set it up. Send that message to Deanna. We'll set it up. Let's see. Okay, cool. And then the last thing I want you to do, I want you to put all that money in the real estate. Congratulations. Live off rent money. This is what I want you to do. Here's your real estate, here's your real estate model. Assuming it's single family home. Whatever for, for between taxes, deed, and 
insurance, all that escrow stuff. You need to make at least. Hey, Secret to Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a a small shopping spree or a fancy dinner or two. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code, seriously, like a real-life cheat code, and then saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. $200 above. Now, you want to charge fair market rent. All you, you got to do is just Google fair market rent in your place and you will see it. You, you know, you do not want to have crack prices when it comes to rent. You want to be fair. You want to be fair market rent. And if you're worried about people tying up your house, don't worry about it. You got insurance. But outside of that, you just make, this is what you do. You have a high deposit. And then you require first month's rent as well. Or you can do first month rent and last month rent and a high deposit. And add in a breakage fee. And add in a breakage fee. Basically, the harder you make it for people they move in, the different quality of people you'll get. And I don't mean hard in a in a in a, a an unfair way. You know, how, how many of you know moving is expensive? That's why some of y'all are still in the same place right now. Child, I ain't moving. I'm not doing none of that stuff. It's expensive and I ain't carrying no couches. You understand? That's what you're saying right now. And I get you. I ain't mad at you. The moving is expensive. You pay $600 deposit, another $600 for the first rent, and I'm being very nice. These are clearly Texas prices. <laughs> yeah. Monica said I make a Monica has five properties, so she makes it very hard for them. And But that gives you a different quality of people because the only people that is easy for, doable for, are people who are responsible right, with properties and stuff. You understand? So there you go. Here's your model. I want you to make at least $200. I want you to pay all your bills and make at least $200. You can probably make more if it's in fair market rent. Don't charge higher rent than fair market because you're going to hurt yourself. But you need to make at least $200. So we're going to deal with the $200 model right now. After you pay all your expenses, I'm so sorry. After your customer pays all of your expenses, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I had to fix my words. After your customer pays all your expenses, you got $200 left. 
And what you do is you start playing Monopoly. Monopoly is a real life game. You go get your four houses. That's 200 times four, that's $800 a month. And then you trade in for a hotel. In this case, that's, that's a duplex, fourplex, sixplex, something like that. You understand? And by the time you're making $1,200 a month, then you just keep going, you keep going. And then everybody else is paying down your bills. You use your net worth to borrow more money. And then you go and you make it work. What type of loan do you get to purchase real estate? Very good question. Multiple answers here. I'll give you multiple scenarios. Let's say you are a veteran like Jerome, Antonio, Tyrell. Do we have any women veterans on? I know we got plenty. Okay, Kim. See, I'm glad I asked. See, I'm glad I asked. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Girl power. I'm talking about Kim. That's it. You're a veteran, and let's say you don't currently own a property. Aha, aha. You understand? My apology. Oh, okay. Oh no. What? <laughs> Frida, Frida's pregnant, y'all. Congratulations! It is a miracle in Bethlehem. She is pregnant. There you go. <laughs> The if you are a first-time home buyer, you can get a home loan for not 20% down. In my case, I own quite a few homes. I still have yet to use my VA loan at all. How long do you get to use it? How long? How, how, what's the term on that, Antonio? Ain't no term. That's why I got Tyrell. You hear me? What? <laughs> Ain't no terms. I ain't use mine. Oh, Lord. There you go. There you go. I got that honorable discharge. You know, you know what I'm saying, Jairo? I mean, Jerome, shoot, got the honorable discharge. Run me my benefits. You know what I'm saying? Run me my benefits. That home, you can now, of course, if you use your VA loan, you got to stay in there for at least two years. I'm not, I'm, not the, I'm not the VA expert, Tyrell, if you want to unmute your mic and talk about the VA loan. If you try to rent that out, you, it needs to be your residential property for two, primary residence for two years, I believe. Go ahead, Tyra. Yeah, what it is is uh, with the VA loan, uh, using a certificate of eligibility, you have to be in the house for a minimum of five years uh, before you can do anything else with that home or trying to rent it out or anything of that nature. But you have to be there for five years uh, is the requirement. Okay. There you go. There it is. Fire. That's one option. Terrell, yeah. can you build it? Like, can you build it from scratch? As long as you stay in there five years? Yeah, you can you can build it. You know, you can build your house. Um, but the thing about it is you just got to be real careful because then you know you're looking at a loan for the land, then you loan to construct the property. And then now the VA is not going to cover those two different types of loans. I already got the loan for the land and I can get the money for building it. That ain't the problem. Oh. <laughs> See, no. and so that's that's where so you're going to be. It's, that's where the water is going to be muddy mm -hmm. on, on that part right there. there because it's only for the house uh, that nine times 10 has been constructed by a builder themselves that already has the land as part of the whole deal. And if it's not as part of the whole deal, then the nine times out of 10, the VA is going to kind of like not want to do that. Well, yeah, because the government, it's the constitutional government being land acquisition anyway. So that makes sense. 
that makes that makes that makes sense. That makes good sense. Thank you. Tyrell is our resident VA authority, and I don't mean that as a metaphor. That's what he does for a living. Yes, that's what he does for a living. If you're trying to get to 100%, contact Tyrell. Tyrell, give me your number, man. Oh, you can reach me at uh, T. I mean, uh, TSNF Consultant. Uh, we have the website. I'll put it in the chat, and the number is two eight one. 892-1149, just press extension one and you will get me. So uh, I'll put everything on all the information in the chat for those that uh, are interested in getting some services and help because the laws are changing quickly, especially from the VA and the main government as well. So this is the time to start applying and, and getting, you, getting what you're supposed to be getting. There you go. There you go. You just got to move all that stuff. There you go. Thank you so much. So that's VA. We covered that side. Now, let's talk about being a real estate investor, which I'm sure this Tiffany Speaks question was coming from. Typically, you're looking at 20% down. However, as the Fed rates are so low, you may not have to do that at this time, but don't trust your government. You understand? They can raise the rates at any time. They can raise the rates at any time. I would make it easy on my life just coming up with 20% each time. Because either way, you still got to pay it. So let's say you get you say you get the house for 3%. Well, you can guarantee your interest, your interest rate gonna be higher than it is if you put 20% down. You know what I'm saying? You still gotta pay it. You still gotta pay it. However, if you can do 3%, you go to your bank. And what you do is you walk into your bank and you ask them, how much money down do I need for a property? And of course, the thing that I ask you is if for you know your first time home buyer or something, you can just say, Well, it's a rental property, and they're gonna give you a figure. Whatever that figure is, that's what you're going to use. And of course, you're just trying to get a pre-approval letter. Now, what you want to do is you need to expect industry standard for every dollar that you give the bank, they will loan you four. Excuse me, they will loan you three. That means it's 25% down. You understand what I'm saying? So you put in one and give you back three. So you get, you, you know, you get you get four dollars. For every one dollar, you get four. You know, it's four total. Therefore, if you put down twenty five thousand, you got that's a you can get a hundred thousand dollar loan. Good job, you get what I'm saying. And for that hundred thousand dollar loan, you can then, you know, get a property. And there's a bunch of ways you can do this, but that is the answer to that question. But I'm gonna go even deeper now. Of course, you can do for sale by owner. That's how I bought my first five real estate properties for sale by owner. And typically the industry standard interest rate for, for sale by owner is higher. It typically is 10%, but that's okay. The, the owner is bearing the risk. Then if you are doing your property right, you're just passing off that 10% interest loan rate to your renter. Or, you know, or maybe you're doing a rent to buy and sell, you know, to that person as well. So either way, always have no debt that other people are not paying for it. You understand? If someone gives you debt, your job is to pass it off to the other person. Go ahead, Tyrell. Hey, I have a question. Like last mm -hmm. night, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I can't really sleep. Uh, so mm -hmm. I was looking up uh, loopnet.com. It's some apartment complexes. I saw one and it had the sales condition where it said sell leaseback. So I'm trying to understand the sale leaseback, the advantage and the disadvantage, just to try to understand that, that if you can kind of explain it. Yeah, so a leaseback is the arrangement in which the company sells an asset uh, 
and then you can lease that back from the same purchaser. So that's kind of like saying for sale by owner. It's like the same concept there. The, the same the same concept. Let's 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 try to get a little. Let's let's let, let me let me repeat that because I got to walk a lot of people to to the same place. The idea of a leaseback agreement is for you to get into agreement with a company that sells you an asset. And then you can lease back that asset, that same asset from the purchaser. So with the lease back agreement, also called sales lease back or anything like that, your lease payments can have an easy duration. Terrible definition, but I need to start people somewhere, okay? I need to start people somewhere. Now, to answer to you, because you have some good knowledge, think about this as an idea of raising capital. So I'm selling something so I can raise capital and then I can lease back what I just sold back from what I'm raising capital. So think about it as I had this coffee cup and I sell you a property, you make money off this coffee cup, but now you just gave up your asset and now you, you get it. So if you gave up your asset, you don't have control over it no more. It's not yours, but I'm giving you the option back after you raise the money to get back in agreement with me to get the asset back for something long-term. You get it? Okay. So in other words, it's, it's almost a different way of getting money without using the bank for a, a certain period of time. 100%. 100%. And sometimes you don't want to use the bank. Sometimes using the This is why being a real estate investor is better than really being a real estate agent because you have options of doing many deals. Real estate agent is better than being a real estate investor in the case that they have act they have access to the multiple listing service MLS. You, you get what I'm saying? So they they can they have access to that. Go ahead, Jerome. Is is this is this similar to that <clears throat> I remember back in the day, lease with the option to buy. <clears throat> where I I qualify for the loan through leasing. And if I do, then I can buy it where when I first start out, I may not be able to qualify, but they're gonna let me lease at a lower rate. I show that I can meet the qualifications. And once I meet everything and then have the down payment, then we can go ahead and do the paperwork to actually buy the asset versus just going right out and say, yeah, I got 25%, or I got 20%. No, I don't, but they'll let me in and I gotta show a history of, of some means. I gotta meet a certain requirement. And if I do, then they'll let me go ahead and purchase it once I, once I show a track record or something like that. I just wanted to- No, yeah, so they're, they're distant cousins. They're not the same, but you have a full understanding of on lease, lease option. You have a full understanding on that. The I say they're distant cousins because the idea is that the owner is being in the place of the bank, but the sale back, lease back is more about raising capital while the lease to own is more about raising your credit. You know, let me explain this to everybody. Let's say you have, listen, so, so 
Queen Tiffany or and Kiana, they own an apartment complex. Well, we won't say an apartment complex. They, they're sisters and they own a house. And the house is in Texas, thank God. So therefore, it's a $225,000 house, which is one hell of a house everywhere else on the planet. Thank God for Texas. Okay, they, hold on, Rick, let me get this update. She's what? I know, but just make sure you do, do you need to go there. Okay. So you good. All right. What was I saying? Well, we were talking about money on this side. So yeah, I was trying to tell me something about some money. Oh, yes. These two queens got their life together. You understand, Kim? And here I am. This 350Z, 397 credit score, trying to coach you. And I'm trying to get you a house. You understand. So I'm trying to get you a house. But I ain't got the credit. So I come to Kiana and I come to Tiffany and I say, please, you don't understand. She looks so good. I got to get in the house. You know, I just got to get in the house because I want to marry the girl. And they say, look, I like you. I, I like you. You got a good, stable job. But your credit is trash. Now, of course, Kiana and Tiffany are far nicer than me. So they won't say my credit is trash. They'll say, you're credit challenged, you know. They, you know, they they got some tact about them. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, they got some tact. Now, while I'm credit challenged, it's what they'll tell me. The truth is, my credit is trash. My credit is trash, and I can't buy this house. So what they say is, Antonio, since you are a man of integrity, your chocolate skin is smooth. That's probably not what they're going to say, but I just want to throw that in there, you know. Since you are a man of integrity, maybe... Come on now, butter. butter. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that shape butter. You understand. Since your credit is shot, this is what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we are going to take on the loan to become the bank, but we're going to charge you more interest. And in your contract, you miss one payment. You're done for. There is no returns on your money. So if you go 25 payments in and miss one, thank you for your donation, Antonio. Do you understand? Thank you for your donation, because this is the part of Lease to Own. And the reason why I can't miss one, because they're going to take proof of payment for 12 months to the bank and show that I can handle this payment. In the meantime, for that 12 months, they're going to give me to their friend, Kim. Oh, no, Kim is with me. They're going to give me to their friend, Arshia. And Arshia is going to be fixing my credit. You understand. So while I'm making payments, I go from a 397 to a 612. Praise Jeebus. I'm somewhere I'm workable now. You know, I'm average, but I'm not trash. I'm, I'm average trash. You know, I stink when you I stink when you get close to me. I don't stink from far away. So now they got 12 months of good payments, plus I'm almost there for credit. And all I have to do is do a transfer from, I don't want to get into legal terminology, but they can tell the bank. I want to transfer my loan to Antonio. Antonio now takes full responsibility of the loan. One. 
Kiana and Tiffany give full payment of whatever they I bought the house for to lump sum minus their expenses to and every monthly payment I made has been cash flow to them three. It's always a good deal. Always so, a good deal. So what's the disadvantage? Because I was on the website and they were saying there's an advantage and then a disadvantage. And I hear some, I hear the advantage, but I like to also know what the disadvantage. So nah, that fair way. Enough. Yeah, no, no, fair, fair enough. She's about to sell lease back. Let's give you let's give you three main points real quick. In a sell lease back, an asset. Well, let me get these big words out of my head. Well, no, an asset that's previously owned by the seller is sold to someone else and then leased back to the first owner for a long duration. Key point number one. Key point number two is in this way, a business owner can continue to raise capital or have capital or use the asset that he or she doesn't quite own yet. Three, the most common use of a user sale leaseback is for builders or companies with high cost assets, high cost fixed assets. Hey, those are the three main points here. So the advantage is you have too much cost and you like like Netflix, you're offsetting your cost to do Netflix originals. You have too much cost, so you're offsetting your cost by not necessarily purchasing the property. You're 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 because when you buy this a liability, but you're bringing down your liability on this agreement. There's that's your advantage. The disadvantage will always be you do not own or control fully this asset. And your payments are not payments of ownership, they're payments towards credit of ownership. So if you're asking, is it good? Money, yeah. Is it bad? Yeah, too. It's both and. It depends on your financial situation. And a lot of times, your financial situation isn't necessarily up to you personally. Sometimes a, a, a selling leaseback option would be would have been great for many people who own offices during the pandemic. Because office expenses and payroll got quite expensive. And Phil pointed out to us a couple of years ago, there was there's truly is a mass exodus of office spaces it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out 10 years from now about how many people like me are downsizing their offices you understand what i'm saying it's going to be it's going to be fun to see that play out anytime you a real estate agent so what's the advantage the same advantage of leaseback is the same advantage of, excuse me, same disadvantages of sale leaseback is the same disadvantages of being a real estate agent. What does a real estate agent do? They control, temporarily control the asset. And what do they do with it? They give it away. That's the dumbest thing you could possibly do when it comes to getting, obtaining wealth. It's the dumbest thing you can do. However, what does the real estate agent do when they give it away? They generate some income so they can try again. Same thing with selling leaseback, except for you're not 
you are generating income, Tyrell, except for you're not generating income like an agent will from getting money. You're generating income by not spending the money you could have spent. I need y'all to get that. If you save, if you cut your expenses back this month, let's say let's say it costs you $3,000 to live, cost of living. If you save $1,000 and you get your cost of living down to $2,000, while that may not feel like a pay raise, my friends, that is a $1,000 pay raise. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And that's that's the, this is the concept. You get what I'm saying, Tyrell? Okay. I, you I, save money. Excuse me. You make money by saving money because working capital is a killer if you don't have it under control. Now, if they come back and they want to purchase and it's in the agreement when they want to purchase the property back after they establish their credit based on what the information you provided, then couldn't then at the back end, you can still making the money because what you purchased it from them for, you can also raise the price at the back end. Yes, you can, but not in that contract though. Like whatever you sign for your sale lease back, you're in the contract with them. Like you're not, you would have agreed. Anybody said you would have agreed up front for what your purchase price would have been in the beginning. You're like you're going in knowing you're purchasing it for this price, or they have a clause in there, you know, or for fair market value. You know what I'm saying? Like they would absolutely do that. Because I don't want to lose the 21% of money I could have had because it took you longer. So there's no doubt about it that they're going to have that in their clause. But you don't have the option to raise it. That option is on their end because they're taking all the risk. You're not taking any risk. So you don't get to raise profits. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, you can, once you conclude your transaction with Phil, then you can say, well, I bought it for 400000 I want to sell it for 600000 That's your That's your prerogative, but that would be in a newer contract. Not in a newer, a new contract, but it won't be in your original contract with Phil. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, sir. Yeah, because you're not, taking any risk. Well, you're not taking much risk. As the only risk you're taking, no, you're not taking any risk as far as my opinion goes. I'm taking all the, Phil's taking all the risk. So You're making payments. Yeah, yeah. So whatever they paying me for the lease back, they're just basically going paying the loan and what have you. And then they taking all the profit and all that other stuff. Are you the buyer or the seller in this case? Say if I was the buyer. Yes, yeah, then you're right. And then you get them. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Good. So you're clearly looking into going into multi-unit or commercial properties. Yeah, I've been I've been looking for a, a minute and, and trying to understand the, the jargon even more so so that way when you know just like anything, when you walk in something, you already know what you're walking into. So then I need to, Deanna, we need well, how are you serious about multifamily? Or 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 commercial? Yes. Yes. Deanna text Tyrell, and I need you, Tyrell, me. And Brad to jump on a Zoom call. Oh, and neither Brad or me gonna be available today. But you know, just tell them I have someone close to me that wants to do multi-property and uh, multi-family. I mean, and now I, I could teach you, but I could teach you the two point five million. Brad can teach you the two hundred and fifty million. 
You understand what I'm saying? Gotcha. I do have another question. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say in real estate and you renting things out, I understand this part, but do you do, do you go by the 1% rule or the 10% rule? Depending on what you talk about on, on how you, how you determine your, uh, your rent when you're renting things out, say your real, uh, do you mean upon renewal of lease? Like yes. you got, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I got you. That, that question had areas that I, you know, I needed you to narrow it down. So I'm going to, I'm going to let's go. Let's go with the acquisition first of the property. I'm gonna answer that one first, and then I'll answer about the 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 lease. Because I, you know, Phil would always bother me when when and I, I know Phil's gonna get this for sure. It always bothered me about when I was in the Christian circles, we were trying to grow the church or something like that. You get these books on evangelism, and everybody teaches you how to have the conversation. But nobody teaches you how to walk up to a person and qualify or start that conversation. All the books start off as you're already there and here's the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? But that's not the hard part about inviting people to church. I'm nervous. I'm looking at Kim. I don't know what to do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And many people don't write books about how to even start this conversation. That's something human consultants do very well because they, you know, work, have fun and enjoyment, you know, and all the stuff like that. They specialize in starting conversations and not just picking you up in the middle of, oh, you already have a 10-year relationship with this person. Let's train. It's things like that. Your question, Tyrell, was in the middle of the conversation, we're assuming you already have the property. How many of you want to know how to get the damn property? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to answer both because he, he took us far in the conversation. When I acquire properties, I, well, Deanna, what rule, what percentage rule do we use when we acquire properties? Shame on you if you don't know it. Can you give me a little more? When, we, when you do the calculator, crush the numbers. Uh-huh. What percentage? That we keep or give? No. What percentage are we making? Oh, that's my fault. Mute your mic. That's why. That's my fault. When we make an offer, there you go. What percentage are we using? Say it out loud, Grace. My, my brain is lost. Sixty-five percent rule. Sixty-five percent rule. There you Thank go. You. There you go. There you go. That's what happened. You put people on the spot. Sixty-five percent rule. As a real estate investor, what you want to do is you want to offer sixty-five percent. So I'm probably going to say, but here's the deal: you're going to you're going to need to find a a realtor that's going to be comfortable with that. You understand? That that's going to be one of your challenges because. You're looking for distressed properties only. You're not buying new properties. You're buying distressed properties, whether it be a distressed owner or a distressed building. You know, it's got mold. Mold is gold. I didn't make that up, but that's that's a saying in the industry, right? Mold is gold. Antonio, you, you also need to look at the comps because if you give somebody 65% or something, but the comps in that area tell you that it's even less, you don't get, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. You don't no, do yeah. that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Comparables, comps is what he's talking about. Is you you have to let's say uh, there's there's rules for comps. You have let's say the house is 2,500 square feet. I can't make 
I need to stay within 25 square feet. If I do 25, 2,500, no, 2,600 square feet, that's not a, that's not a comp anymore. It's not made. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I, I wouldn't go over a hundred feet. You understand? What I'm I wouldn't go over hundred square feet. That's a different house that has a different. It only takes a hundred square feet to add another bedroom or a half bath. You understand what I'm saying? So I wouldn't go over a hundred square feet without a doubt. And it needs to be in the same zip code. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it needs and it needs to be three properties, and it needs to be sold. In the same zip code, same comps, two bed, one bath, then you, you, you can't do a two bed, two bath. That's not a comp. That's not a comparable. It needs to be two bed, one bath. If, it's a, if, if one has a garage and one doesn't, that's not a comparable. Do you understand? So the next obvious question Stradivari asked me is, well, what happens when I try to buy a house and don't have no comps? Don't you buy that doggone house? Do you understand? Exactly. Real estate is not emotional. You do not buy that house. If it don't have any comparables, how do you know you got a good deal? Do do you understand what I'm saying? Now, what we do is we use what we call, so we we go in zip codes that are called hypermarkets or super hypermarkets. We're very strategic. I don't buy single family anymore, so this isn't something we do. I buy multi. That's why I work with Brad, but I don't buy single family anymore. But when I did, often, you're talking about, so what's a super hypermarket? That is a, well, this what's a hypermarket. A hypermarket is a zip code that has houses selling 60 days or less. Very important. And I will tell you why. And you know what's worse than losing money? Tying your money up. Boy, I need somebody. Yeah, that makes sense. Tying. Because <laughs> it's just there, and you you want to make money, you can't make money. You get frustrated. You got a house, your money tied up in the house for thirteen months. You that's you that's the that is the last thing you want to do is have two hundred thousand dollars tied up for thirteen months. So we go strategically in zip code. And all you got, all you do, this is why you need an agent to do this. Uh, it's, it's a simple search. It's a simple query in the search. That is it. It's easy. It's just a little push of some keyboard strokes. And we look for 60 days or less. So zip code 60 days. This is some golden information, y'all. Zip code 60 days or less. Boom. And if the houses are moving with those comparables, that's a hypermarket go in that house. Because what you're saying, Jerome, is it's going to take you 30 days to renovate, 30 days to close, you know what I'm saying? And another 30 days for stuff you don't expect to blah, blah, blah. Or 30 days to purchase because it's a process. So you're tying your money up for 90 days. That's a good look. What's not a good look is tying your money up for more than 90 days. You want to be in and out 90 days. A, hype, a super hyper market is the same thing I just said, but 30 days or less. And you say, well, ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't no properties moving that fast. Happens every day. And for many different reasons. Could be like, so in Houston, there's an area called Nassau Bay. If you're in Houston, that's where NASA is. It's one of the fastest growing areas. Friendswood, fastest growing area because Houston just keeps growing up. 
There's another area growing up real fast now, Texas City, Texas. Got a whole Bucky's and a huge one. Yeah, like a Wait a minute, I'm one. writing all this down. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. Nassau Bay, Friendswood, any area on the south side of Houston, these little communities inside of Houston, because Houston is growing fast. It just it keeps they keep buying up property. It keep keeps buying up property. Houston's growing really, really fast. Really fast. And these areas, I'll tell you why, because Phil. Where where are most millionaires or like where are most of the millionaires made today in Houston or in Texas? So you want the yeah, North Houston too. So if you want to make the millions of dollars, you need to be in Houston, Austin, etc. But like Monica, you're not trying to live in the middle of traffic. So what do you do? You go to Pflugerville or something like that, which is crazy. She tried to get out of there. You know what I'm saying, though? But you you go right outside the city. So your traffic commute is 15, 20 minutes. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of having to deal with the hustle and the bustle of the city, you just want your money in the city. And you want to be in one of those high-end areas that are, that are you know, properly guarded and secluded. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Like Briar Forest. I'm, this is all Houston talk, but just, just, just so you understand what I'm talking about. Okay, Phil. Yes, yes, sir. Go ahead. Will you will you promote tonight for us? Tonight, yeah, we'll be meeting at 5.30. And that is the, we're doing the subconscious mind, power of the subconscious mind. And Phil's getting ready to tell us about it here in a second. At 5.30 Central Standard Time, 6.30 y'all time. But for most of you on the East Coast. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, it's, it's literally how to deal with mental blocks. And uh, it's a really good chapter. I know Susan looked into it very deeply before, but I just skimmed it before I was planning on skimming it before we start tonight. But there's some really good information in there. Good stuff. So mental blocks. And then Najee's doing the keynote. Yes, absolutely. She's doing the keynote tonight at 7 Central Standard Time, and she is one hell of a powerful speaker. There you go. So we'll see you all. We do a Let's Study a Book every Tuesday. And we just, just we, we, we're doing the best we can, but we'll be have to have you get out your current situation. And Phil and Susan are masters at that, so we are grateful. We are very grateful. Thank you, Phil. Thank you very much. Love you. Love you more. 65% rule to buy the property. 30 days to 60 days, markets, zip codes. There you go. To answer Tyrell's question now, now that you got the property, all right, how should you go up and, and rent? 1% is a lot better than 10%, obviously. You understand? However, 10% is unnoticeable to most people. Let's say my rent is $600. Always remember fair market rent. This means what is the world charging? And what is the world charging in your area in zip code? Everybody stays even with everybody. It's like a gas station. You, like you, don't, you don't have a gas to be $3.65 and you go on the other side of town and it's 79 cents. You understand what I'm saying? It's fair market gas prices. Everybody is keeping the fair market so nobody is getting gouged. You understand what I'm saying? Same thing with rent. Same thing with rent. So what you're doing is 10% is what I would go with every time 
Tyrell, and I'll tell you why. If you're talking about, I, I, I messed up. I didn't mess up, but I, I put my bias in there. I'm doing 10% every time because I'm used to commercial. And let me tell you something, no matter how much I pressure wash my driveway and the apartment complex, Kim, no matter how much I put the hula hoop dances out there and how many palm trees and give you the gated community, the property don't go up. And commercial multifamily properties, there's only one way for the property to go up, rents. The only way that that property had value is rent. So every time you go up in rent, you go up. More in, unearned income. More unearned income. And the bank says you're doing a good job, Tyrell. Single family, that's when you got to do all that, you know, put the little palm tree out so I can, you know, do my little decoration, spray from mosquitoes and all that stuff, pressure up. You know, that, that's when you got to get the appraisal, put the, you know, put the right pictures up in the house and, you know, all that stuff. You know, don't let it smell like dog poop or cat poop or whatever y'all do with y'all pets, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff like that. Boom. That ain't got nothing to do with commercial. Multifamily is all about how many rents you got in. This is why. I'm never going to train you, uh, Deanna, to buy a 100-unit apartment complex and live in one of them or make one of them the maintenance room. Nope. Nope. Because the more doors you have paying rent, the richer you are. You get me, Tyrell? Yeah, I got you because I remember one time you mentioned that when you purchase uh, multi-family units, you always like to purchase when they're already and I, and I repeat already at 100% feel. That's it. I, I, I purchase already cash flowing properties. When I buy single family, it's a distressed property. I need it to have problems. You understand? I need it to be ugly with potential. Or I need you to have problems. When I'm buying apartments, I don't want a single problem. I treat it like buying a used car. How many miles on it? 12,000. Ooh, that's good. Who was driving? Well, my grandpa didn't drive much. Oh, I like this car. You know, because every year you're supposed to put 25,000 miles in the car. I'm looking for a car with no problems. You hear me? I'm looking, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a boyfriend with no issues, a girlfriend with no issues. You know what I'm saying? How much baggage you come with when it comes to real talk, when it comes to apartments, I want no baggage. I want already cash flowing. If it ain't at 100%, that ain't no problem. What percentage is it? What's that 50%? Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Why is it at 50%? What's the real problem here? And I need to go investigate that problem. If I can't fix that problem without spending too much money, I ain't buying that. So what's the minimum percentage um, far as it needs to be? Like I've seen one that was like 95%. I've seen one that was at 90%. But I haven't seen any that was below that. But I'm not really worried about percentage and occupancy. If the percentage is low in occupancy, there's a huge red flag. Something's going on. That property manager needs to be fired. You're a slumlord. Something. Something is happening because everybody needs a place to stay. You understand what I'm saying? Economic disruption. Something didn't happen. I'm not really worried about the percentages. This is the number I'm really worried about. How much money per door am I clearing? Boy, we are teaching today, Jerome. 
I want to know how much money per door am I making and how much money per door am I clearing? Yeah, and, so we can get the ROI that's, that's return it. on investment, baby. That's it. Because I can use that money, that profit, to fix that occupancy. You understand what I'm saying? I can, I'll can. i give you a great example. There was a department complex man, Deanna just passed up only because we didn't want to overcompensate ourselves. That was, it was 200, no, uh, 117 units. And uh, it was making like 697 per door. I wish I had Grace next to me. Let me, let me, let me show y'all something. Let me. And I would say, Grace, calculator, please, is what I would say. You understand what I'm saying? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let me show you the difference between, this is why we talk about how money works and then why you don't have any, I'm giving you all the solutions. When you got 117 doors, which is clearly the work of the Lord, and you're making 697 per door, that's profit. <laughs> At $81,549 a month. Help me, somebody. Kim. What was wrong with it? We passed up because we, we got too much money out right now, and I didn't want to overcompensate myself. I, I, I've already learned by losing that the last thing I want to do is lose something else because I, over, I, I used my resources too far. Well, Antonio, what does a 117 door apartment complex cost? And <laughs> <laughs> that one was that one. I still got the paperwork on my computer. That one was 14.5 million, I think. Okay. And you need 20% down, and it was multiple investors. And you know, when you got when you when the sum is 14 million dollars, this is this is what I love about multifamily. Let's, let's, let's do this right now. Let's let's do. Ooh, y'all y'all are learning today by accident too. These questions are good. So we all need to get together. <laughs> That's throwing right. our little money and buy. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So here's fourteen million. Let me double. Yep, there's fourteen million, and I want to just get twenty percent down. So I need two point eight million. I need to get two point eight million. The rest can be financed. You understand what I'm saying? So I got 14 million. I need to get to 2.8 million. Everybody on the same page? Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah. now I need 2.8 million down. Now watch this here. When I'm getting. So we all put in 280,000. Exactly. Exactly. So when I'm getting 28 million, I'm just going to divide that now by, it was, I'm going to do about $81,000 because that's what it was returning back. This means it takes me 34 months, 35 months to break even. Do you know how good of an investment that is? This means that's in, cold. That's cold. That, <laughs> in three years, I'm 100% profit. Oh, Jesus. I like that. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear me? In three years, Jerome, this is the game. This is the game we need to be playing, y'all. This is the game we need to be playing. Go ahead, Tyrell. Oh, I think you know. This is the time for group economics. Group <laughs> economics. That's what I'm talking about. Bridge a little of your money. Absolutely. And so that's why so I got Kim, man. Kim, me and Kim going in on a few deals. I got a, I'm saving the money for a deal with him. 
And then I got Deanna saving the money for a deal with him. And then I'm going to put enough money in his pocket to where I'm going to put him on this other side. You understand what I'm saying? Ken going to have other folk buying him apartment complexes. It must have been all them time paying months he had all his life. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's it. I, I'm not getting any younger now. Well, I understand. I understand. Tyrell ain't being left behind at all. You understand what I'm saying? Race out there right now getting 44000 saying 44000 But you, you just get to 50000 and then start flipping it. You understand what I'm saying? If any of you have 50000 contact me. I will put you in touch with Ken Johnson, and then we will sit down and talk. Ken has a better – I have a good vehicle for larger money. Ken has a better vehicle for fifty thousand than than, than what I would. Yes, sir. This is the reason why you're teaching us finance. That come on, man. Because the, the the bottom line, I, I'm I'm gonna be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. When you first started talking about real estate back in the day, because I, I I was gonna do the whole multifamily, yep. you know, yep. blah 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 blah, and 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 I let that go. I said, no, nah, I I ain't gonna mess with that. I ain't gonna mess with that. Then I mess around here and get in these classes with you, and you teach us. We sitting here depending on the government to educate us on, about man. how to maneuver and take care of our money. And I'm sitting there going, they done lied to us. Come on. They done lied to us. Then I sit there and I'm listening to you and I went, wait a minute, Jerome. You had it right the first time. Cause when I was 17 years in the army. I was going to get into real estate and not to get into real estate to sell home, but to have access to all those listings so that I can find those multifamily apartment buildings, distressed build, so that I can get that. Or oh, I had this thing all planned. I said, I oh, they all that. Right. right. But then I found out they lied to me. Yep. And I'm sitting there going, you had it right to begin with, Jerome. I'm pissed. I'm telling you right now, Tony, I'm pissed. But, you but, should be. But, it ain't over, me. Jerome. We about to form a conglomerate, brother. Come yeah. on, <laughs> but, but 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 he but he but he but he's absolutely right. Is that this is the way to go, because that partnership. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. When I get back, when I get up on my feet, oh, absolutely, Antonio. That's right, Antonio. I got X amount of thousands of dollars here. Mm-hmm. What can what can we what can we partner with? Because all other deal. cultures do it. The only yep. culture oh, they do right. it. I'm black right. people. They like crabs in a barrel. And then tell me, this ain't for you. This is for the people listening. Talk so. When I get my, my my little spare chain, when I get my unearned income, I'm coming to you. Because the one thing that you have taught and the one thing that you have done is, is not just getting the money. You got to keep the money. So I'm going to put my money with somebody to know how to keep their money. The hell, hey, Antonio, before I lose my money, you're going to lose your money. That you Hello? understand. You understand. So, so guess what? I'm putting my money with you. Yeah. I'm putting my money on the winner. Hello. Because yeah. listen to me. I'm 65 years old and I kept losing money and losing. I ain't losing no more damn money. Antonio. Well, I, that's it. I hear you, brother. Yeah. I hear you. That, that's, 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 I hear you. I, I, I hear you well. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, y'all. 100% real talk. This is, this, <laughs> the idea here is unearned income. It is legal, but it's not just legal. It is your God-given purpose. 
when you plant seeds into the ground, after you've done that work, do you have to go out there and motivate the seeds every day? Negative. You you don't need to massage the soil. Them seeds come out the ground unearned. The only earning you have to do is be smart enough to get the seeds and have discipline enough to let them seeds go in fertile soil. Everything else is unearned income. Yeah, you just pick pick that earned income when it grows. That, this, that, that's, just, that's just life. You understand? That's just life. God set this up for you to have unearned income. And farmers ain't never complained about technology putting them out of business. Farmers use technology to plant more seeds faster. It is only you folk who don't own the land and own the resources that technology puts out of business. Oh, I just said something. You understand. This is what we do. This is how we do it. We, y'all come together. As a matter of fact, we, we do it right now. We do it. But Ken, let me ask Ken. Let me ask Ken permission. Let me ask Ken permission. Ken, with some high quality folk who ain't going to be doing no dang on complaining, who understand the power of investing. Do you mind working with three or four of these folk? That is of our likeness, same mindedness. Oh no, they on our team, absolutely. All right, then we want to make sure, okay? Well, because you got because you got to be careful because see when you when you start can't understand this when you start saying hey let's do this everybody can't handle that they start saying well Ken what you know you you, you like when you when you invest it ain't your time to start calling Ken every ten minutes Antonio. I got to I got to interrupt you again. Come on, because <laughs> because you putting your weight on it right now. Okay? Come on, and this is and what you're what you're saying with you and Ken is extremely important. I got a phone. She's not on the call today. I got a phone call from Grace two weeks mm-hmm. ago. She was calling me about hooking somebody up to put some money in their future. Look at and that. I said, Grace, I would love to. But now is not the time. Oh, yeah, that makes two sense. reasons. I say, number one, they're not ready. Amen. Number two, I'm not ready. And I say, the one thing I learned from ATS is that if you want to bless folks, get your SHIT together. Yep. But you can be in a position to bless them. That's right. But I told her, in order for her to be blessed by what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. I got to put her on my plate. Guess what, Grace? I got too much on my plate right now. And I'm on the verge of my breakthrough. I need to get my breakthrough first mm-hmm. so I can put her on the plate and, and, and give her a little extra. But if I do it right now, she's going to pull me and her down. And That's then right. what am I going to have? The scriptures say, if the blind lead the blind, they both going to fall into the ditch. I read that right. in the book, okay? So I said, right. we can't. We can't do that. But what you're talking about right now, brother, is so critical Man. because some of us don't know how to take that unearned income, let it go out there and work for us without us keep going and counting it, <laughs> keep wanting to take from it to do something with it when it's already working for us. And then what we're doing is we're messing up everything. 
we messing up everything. Everything. That's why Come me on, and Ken man. don't work with everybody. You that's understand? why. See, that's why you and Ken have a partnership that you can sit on this call in front of everybody and say, Ken, bum 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 bum, and you hear him. He didn't hesitate. But those of us that 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 got that little itchy one, like, wait, wait a minute, Antonio, wait, wait a minute, I, I, I can't. No, come on now, you messing up. You gotta trust the process, because right. that's why you broke now. Step out on faith, if you step out on faith and trust it, and, I, and I, all I'm gonna say to them is this, look at Antonio's harvest and look at Ken's harvest. It speaks for itself. We ain't talking about them, Look at their harvest, and if their harvest is there, then you need to trust that damn harvest. Close your mouth and keep on letting your money work for you. I'm gonna shut up. No, that's hundred percent. No, you said they will because people. Oh, need to, so Jerome, my, my my next office I'm getting in Houston. I got to put Antonio in his own section. Got to got to keep him at arm's length. <laughs> no, you're right, brother. No, you're right. He called me that. He called me that last month and told me that. <laughs> he called me last month and told me that. A Antonio. Uh huh. Ken is smarter than he looks. To believe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ain't no dummy. He ain't little. My baby raised no food. He's far from a dummy. <laughs> My baby raised no from Nah, and he he has. I'll tell you, if you got fifty thousand dollars, the best vehicle. Ken has a better vehicle than me. I I think. I my. I, you need to have 100, 150 for me to do what I would like to do in my area. Of course, and I've, you know, I've, I've helped out the years before, 6,000, 2,000, but that's not something I enjoy to do because I like multifamily. I like the idea of making $250 million at one time. It takes the same amount of energy, same amount of energy. You know, it takes the same, same amount of energy. And I was taught that way. I got I got pulled by someone early enough to tell me you think too small. And I thought I was doing good. I thought thinking the millions was good. And you're like, nah, you need to be thinking the millions. And and that's that's my mindset now. Nah, that's it's in there too much. You know what I'm saying? It's in there too much. You got a hundred thousand dollars, hundred fifty, we can do something. But if you got fifty or less, fifty to twenty five, I'm gonna send you the key. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to send you to Ken. De Deanna getting some money, coming across some money. I, 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 Ken, who I had called you the other day. I ain't lying. <laughs> Shoot. Miss, Miss Deanna, who I miss, because I used to see her all the time. All the time. You know what I'm saying? And look, Jerome, I wasn't even around. I I said, call Ken. I went to the restroom. You know what I'm saying? So that comes because I knew Ken was going to take care of her. I, hey, I don't, need, I don't need to be right there. We no three-way call. You call Ken. But I'll call Ken. You know what I'm saying? Because the goal is to keep the dang old money. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's, let's, you know, I like, I like, I like messing with Kim and Deanna and our shield. They're pretty ladies. And you know, how are you gonna get a pretty woman but can't keep one? See, y'all don't want to play with me. You, you meet at the club in a short dress. Then once you get it, you want to take off the short dress. And can't afford to buy her a drink. And can't afford to buy a drink or, or buy her a long dress to put on. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're going to date someone that is pretty, you got to deal with those consequences. If you're going to date an entrepreneur man like Ken, you got to deal with those consequences. Ken ain't going to be here all the time. You hear me? He's not available. 
Now, baby, you can get time or you can get money. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not available. You, you, you got to understand it in, in that manner. So we don't deal with everybody. So here's the offer I'll give it to you. If you got twenty five to 50000 well, we can just, you know, just start raising that stuff. Come and we'll, we'll, we'll get you some residual income. Okay, Keanu. Okay, very much. Right, come, we'll get you some residual income pretty good. Y'all cool with that? Cool. I just want to say a few, few more things as we visit to the second class. Well, actually, let me take a few more questions. Any more questions? Because those real estate questions were very, very good. Very, very good. Good job. Ty Tyrell's clearly ready. He's clearly ready. So I need you to take point on that because you talk on the phone way more than me. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just Tyrell. He ready. He's been ready. He's been ready since last year. You know what I'm saying? He ready. He, he, he ready, ready. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't found some way to get some more money. So he good. That's and some it, books you had me reading. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I look, I don't play no games. If y'all ask me what book I want you to read, I'm gonna give it to you. I only read I only read books to get me to the next level. Okay. Hey, I don't read books for entertainment. Yes, ma'am. Um, sorry, I just had a I had a question. Um mm -hmm. We're also trying to get into real estate, but I know you had mentioned the other day of um, us saving 76. Now, um, what can we, what can we also do? Um, also, I mean, the saving as well as what else could we also do to, to be able to get to a good, a good place in order to start investing um, to get up to that 25, 50, whatever thousand dollars that we do need. Um, you know, I know it's, it's saving is a bulk, but what also, what also can we do? I guess. Well, yeah, the, I, I don't think anybody on this call, uh, there's not a Ken or Anthony or Jerome is going to disagree with what I'm about to say. Let's start now. Yes. Like that was, well, you know what I'm saying? Start now. Do not despise small beginnings. Start now. So whatever you got, start now. The second thing I would tell you to do is cut your expenses immediately. Immediately. And just eat crow for the next year or something. It's, it's better to do that. Now, how much money you need to save? Irrelevant. Yeah, don't worry about saving much money. This is what you do. Have a private conversation with somebody like Ken and say, Ken, how much money would I need to save for you to do something with? And Ken would say something like $30,000. Antonio would say something like $30,000. And then now you got your goal because you, you, you're not really necessarily expecting to get rich off $30,000, but if you can turn $30,000 into 1500 a month you're doing well you, you know what i'm saying you, you're doing very well now you got stable income 1500 a month would 1500 a month take care of you and your husband yeah well yeah <laughs> well, right. see, see see no but would no if you only had 1500 a month would it take care of you and your husband Okay, so y'all can live off fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yes, yes. The yes. answer should be yes. screaming yes. yes. Let me let me tell you why. 
Because at fifteen dollars a month, you're not clocking in nowhere. You're not That's working true. nowhere. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't right. doing nothing. So you get that fifteen hundred dollars a month to to save your cost of living, to have predictable income. Now you ain't got to worry about the government because you got your own money, and then you start over. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars secures your secures your house. You understand what I'm saying? Secures your cost of living, and then you do it again, Jerome. You go get another thirty thousand. It's gonna take you another year and a half, two. But guess what? You eat that crow for two, four years. You know what I'm saying? Now you got another, and you say, "Kid, I got this." I tell you, I got this. Now you got three thousand. Right. Now you got fifteen hundred for cost of living, and every month. You go buy for sale by own a house for fifteen hundred dollars, something like that. Okay. See what I just did. And Antonio, <laughs> and don't forget about the equity in the house that you're buying that can be used as collateral or as a right. down payment or something bigger. That's so you, right. you still you still got access to it. That's you just right. don't have it in your hand, but yep. it's still yours. Come on, and, man. And you can prove to the bank you got three thousand coming in automatically. As long as you control it, you can roll it. That woo, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's right. it. That's it. Hold on, real quick. You say I'm muted, Renee. Come on, Tyrell, because he got a, he's got something to say right here. He can send me a message. Yeah, I was saying that uh, I was looking into the real estate how to do start off small, and I found some with the Better Business Bureau and companies that are actually legitimate. There are companies like Ground Floor, uh, mm -hmm. Concept, and some of the others. Um, where the minimum is ten dollars to invest, and others is like five hundred dollars invest. They either invest oh, yeah. apartment complexes or property purchasing and flipping, or they just you know just renting it, and then you get a dividend you know each quarter. But that's another way I found out since you know Antonio always saying think outside the box. Outside, you got to think outside the box and show you right about that because let me tell you. And listen, y'all don't 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 let me confuse you. You know, I'm Mr. Own this, own that, own that. But I didn't necessarily mean 100% ownership. There's nothing wrong with being a minority owner in a 200 unit apartment complex. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong. Ownership doesn't mean you got to call the shots. Just uh, rich folk, take my money with you. You understand? Take my money with you. I don't care what you're doing. My money gonna follow. This is this is why I invest, just run my money every month. That's every <laughs> month. And if you're investing, if you're using your money to make money, you really have curbed racism. Uh oh. If your money makes money, any oppressive area of this society. That ain't got nothing to do with your money making money. Let me tell you something about money making money. Wherever they money go, your money go too. So if you're saying, it's 100%. 100%. So if you're saying, man, they won't give me a chance, they're going to give your money a chance though. May not hire you. They'll take that 3000 Man. That's 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 a good place to end right there. I need to. I, I ain't I'm, mad as long as they run my back money back every month. Man, I need my money every month. You hear me? I need my money every month. My money every month need to come back. That's the beautiful thing about money making money. It has no respect of person, no respect of culture. It doesn't. 
It does not give Ken fifty thousand. Ken, I have five hundred cars out in Houston, Texas. Give your your uncle fifty thousand. Y'all gonna have fifty thousand arguments for why he ain't gave you your money back, why he lost your money, right? You 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 put. You, you, you put the right things in the right people's hand, you ain't got these kind of problems. You don't put the right things in people's hand, well, you have a problem. And let me tell you something. Again, uh, I could tell you, Sister Booker, Jerome, through experience, Kim, Anthony, myself, Susan, Deanna, I can tell you, Tyrell, we all, and Monica, especially Monica, she'll name her first. We all gonna agree with this statement. We don't trust people, we trust vehicles. Yes. Excuse uh, the language, damn skipping. <laughs> Look, your idea is garbage until it's in a vehicle producing money. I'm not invested in your idea. But my ideas made $20,000 in two days. Well, <laughs> tell me about your idea again, because now it's, it's a vehicle. So I, 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 you know what? I don't have to end you with this. Grant Cardone has a good video about this. I'll end you with Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Vehicle. Right vehicle. Okay, so, okay, I was wondering if she was still there. Let me answer both of Talisha's questions real quick. She asked, can you do... Can you make unearned income from, well, what she said, trade and travel? Yes. Anything you start off with, you can do. The goal, though, my friends, the goal is for you to make sure whatever you're doing, you understand, goes back into real estate or some sort of hard asset, you know, some sort of hard asset or something, hard income producing asset. That's important. That is very important, okay? So I can't stress to you how important that is. What's the second question down? Set on the mic for me. Yeah. Uh, she's got to, well, pull it up. On, think on the mic. All right, pulling it up now. You to make sure whatever you do, understand? Okay, Goes nope. Back into real estate. That's not it. Hold on. Mute your YouTube. Oh, sorry. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Come on. There we go. Hello. I'm good. I'm getting there, y'all. I'm getting there. All right. This will happen to multitask. Girl, let me go to the video. Oh, okay. Okay, here it is. I was at the right one the whole time. Is okay. The screen is just only okay. Her question was. Uh, good morning. Can I use trade and travel as unearned income to make unearned income? No, she already said no more questions. I got it. Okay. So stop multitasking. There you go. You stop it. You pay attention now. There you go. She's helping out. No, she's doing the right stuff. Get your mic. She's doing the right stuff, but stay present. She's helping out Grace and, and other employees. Let's listen to Grant Cardone real quick. And this is the perfect place to end this video. Don't multitask. It's a perfect place to end this video. All right. We're going to listen to Grant Cardone. And this is not Grant Cardone. This is me. 
And I think this one is, there you go. Nope, not that one. That one, that one right here. I want this one. There you go. Let's listen to this. It's powerful. It's like three minutes. $0.4 million a year. If I could figure out how to get another $200, that's called value add, VA, value add. If I could figure out how to raise the rents 200 bucks, 531 units. See, that's why the number of units is so important. 531, $106,000 times what? Is what? One point. See, that creates another $1,274,000 of income a year. I'm already making $2.4 million a year. Bam! That traffic jam. Okay, I got more cash flow. I just got, I don't have to go work. I don't have to beat stuff up. I don't have to go Uber. You guys are, I'm gonna go Uber. To what? What are you going Uber to? You end up with $7. Same energy, folks, same energy. Spend the energy going someplace, getting a vehicle that can actually get you to freedom. I don't want money. This money, I've had this money here the whole time, okay? It ain't gonna do anything. How many got money in the bank right now? It's useless. Money is useless until it is put to use. People earn money and then they spend it. And you're just doing this thing comes in, it goes out. You have to have multiple exits on the way out. How do I get out of this deal? I know people that have bought real estate that they're like it cash flows, but they're like, I cannot, I can never get rid of this piece of property. It's always going to be a problem for me. Hang me around my neck, but it pays me a little bit of money. Okay. Now if it's only one unit, if it's only one unit folks, and it makes you $500 a month, it's still only $500 a month. Everybody agree? That's why you don't want to go small. You got to figure out how to do it big. If you do it big, if you do it right, if you have the right location, the barriers to entry, if you have the cash flow that you need, if you get good debt on it, I promise you, you will not lose money in this space. Warren Buffett said, don't lose money. Number two, what? Number three. Exactly. So when, when, when I read that, I'm like, don't lose money, don't lose money, don't lose money. What do I invest in? Invest in something that doesn't lose money. Don't speculate. Don't buy stocks. Like, I don't want to trade a piece of paper for a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper. When you go buy $20 worth of Google stock, what do you get? You get a piece of paper back. It's all made up. Kids steal it anyway. Okay, I want something I can see. Would you agree? Okay, I would rather have that, that, that money. I'd rather take this money and say, okay, here's $100. Here's $100. I'm going to take the $100 and I'm going to buy a flip chart. This flip chart is more valuable than that $100. If I use it, everybody agree? Okay, so I want you to write this down. Quit saving money. The, the banks have brainwashed you. Save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. The, the, the Wall Street also did this. Stay liquid, stay liquid, stay liquid. You want liquidity. No, you do not want liquidity. You want to be illiquid and you do not want to save money. All right, that's Grant Cardone. I'll put out this link right there. I want to end you with two inflammatory statements. You probably won't like, if you got common sense, you ain't going to like either one of them. Okay, here's the video out there right now. Dan, have you been taking notes? No? 
Nobody? Okay. That's all right. We ain't got no notes for this one. The banks are criminals. Oh, but I got a credit union criminal. You understand, though, it's a black owned credit union criminal. I got a black owned criminal. Don't matter. Banks are criminals. Let me help you. They're the two biggest lies you're told. The banks, the media tell you save money. You ain't never seen a bank save money. I'll wait. Uh-huh. The very people who don't save a single dime, they're punished for saving money. And right now, the federal interest rate is so low. It's what, half a percent. But inflation is at 8%. Now nah, you're not hearing me. You, 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 you're not hearing me. Banks are losing eight cents for every dollar that they hold. They tell you to save money. It incentivize you to save money. You ain't never seen a bank save money. Lie number one. Line number two, banks tell you, own your house. I don't own my house. I own houses. I don't own my house. Arshia, you look me dead in my face. You're looking cute today. You look me dead in my face. Look at me. Banks tell you to own. Not a single bank in the world own the land under them. They rent. Uh-huh. Look at, look at the other face. That just just not just 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 blew your mind. Drone, you've been lied to your whole life. They tell you to own, they rent. They tell you to save, they loan. If that ain't the rhythm, Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plant better. You can dominate. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. And what's today? We'll see y'all at five thirty. This will be up on podcast post haste. Hopefully you learned something. And if you didn't learn nothing, don't worry about it. Give your money to Anthony and Ken. They'll learn it for you. All right, everybody. Y'all have <laughs> a good one. Thank you for your prayers. We're still waiting for the doctors to say where they're going to move her to. But okay. uh, thank you very much. Okay, got you. All right, then. And Tony sent you a private message, too. And- on chat? On, on the Zoom? Okay. Got you. Sure will. So let me copy and paste this so I can. I got you. I sure will. All right, everybody. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had. 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone 
not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I. I T E R zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's zip recruiter dot com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes. <laughs>